talk about the art of keeping your love alive, no matter what life throws at you. And today we're going to talk just a little bit about communication. We're talking about talking. Talking about talking. Yep. And how to do that effectively, carefully, mm-hmm. and strategically so that the information you want to relay comes across well, but comes across uh, lovingly. Yeah. Yeah. How, do you, how are we creative when we talk to one another? Or how can we be creative when we talk to one another? Well, we have to understand that all of us are creative geniuses. God invented creativity. Jesus modeled it, how to communicate. He communicated perfectly. And then people need it, and of course the Holy Spirit inspires that. So creativity is the art of innovation. When you're communicating with your spouse, you have to think about their love language. You have to think about their needs. You have to think about how they best receive something. And that doesn't come naturally to me. No, because so you, I'm not I'm I'm a selfish person. So I think about me. I think about how I like to talk, how I like to speak, how I like to communicate, rather than putting the emphasis on Ed. But I have found that um, if I want to get a point across or share something, you know, communication can be on different levels. Like sometimes we want to communicate something that's more lighthearted and we're just, you know, sharing information. Other times it's a little deeper and and we're trying to communicate something that maybe needs work or, the you know. The TLC principle yeah. that we've talked about before, the the proper touch, the proper look and the, and the right comment. And those things go hand in hand when you're talking about communication, because in communication, really your body language and inflection is as important, some studies say more important, than actually the words you're saying to your spouse. But I also know how you receive communication. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we use word pictures to describe a, a circumstance or an event? Now, usually if Lisa uses any illustration about basketball or fishing, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I know it's a deep conversation when she goes, it's like a rod and reel. No. You know? I, but or I, it's like I can use an example. A basketball though. court. I can use yeah. an example. So I think not too long ago I was trying to communicate to you um, that you were doing something that annoyed me. That's a shocker. I know. <laughs> and it was humming. Ed likes to hum, and he hums while he eats. And now that we're empty nesters, so it's just the two of us. She probably didn't pick up on my constant I, I, humming and yeah. singing, because I sing softly and hum softly to myself all different types of songs all during the day. <laughs> now now that we're in the empty nest, I hear she it. hears it. I hear it. So It's almost like... Mm-hmm. I. I decided because like I, I have you said, say, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's mm-hmm. and like that. yeah, it's a lot it can like get, that. It can get aggravating to her, not to me because I'm the one humming, but he enjoys it. Yeah. So I communicated to him. I was, I was like, Ed, honey, you're you're humming, and it, it's just I don't think you realize you're humming, and it, it's a, it's getting on my nerves a bit. And he didn't quite get it because you know then the humming would continue. He might stop for a little bit, and then you would. Hum again. Yes. Now this is seems very trite, but I will challenge you to look at some of the things that get on your nerves and they're kind of trite. You know those as little well. things that you thought were really cute when you were dating, and yeah, when like, you do oh, them when you're married comes. over and over. It's like <laughs> boom, boom. Yes. Yeah, so it might seem simple. So anyway, I talked to him. I was like, it, "You're humming." 
until I said, Ed, you know how you're in the fishing tournaments and you're going after the big game fish and there's a lot on the line, bragging rights, all of those things. And you're in the boat with your fishing guide and, you know, he's giving you instruction. And if you started humming and he told you the fishing guide's name is uh, Scott, if Scott said to you, Ed or Richard or Richard, Richard, yes, you can't hum on the boat. Would you stop? Yes. Heck yes, I would. He would stop. I'm not going to scare those fish off or or, or disrupt the guide's concentration. That's right. So I said, just as you would do that for Richard or Scott, I need for you to do that for me. And I will say that a lot of communication is helped by word pictures that relate to your spouse. Ed gets the fishing illustration. I might get something else. I don't know if you can think of something. That yeah, you... I might use an example from Downton Abbey, something <laughs> like that. Like, uh, you know, I'm Lord Grantham, and you're Lady Grantham. Do you remember how Lady Grantham said that to Lord Grantham? Yeah. And Lord Grantham got upset? Well, <laughs> I feel that right now. Again, Woo. if you don't know what Downton Abbey is, watch Downton Abbey. I, I can't believe I like it, but I do. Is it okay to mention that? I, and I guess so. there's a lot of communication yeah. things that you can learn from Downton well, well, Abbey. The, the Bible says, and in fact, the Bible is a treatise in communication. And it, it, it says in the book of Ephesians, and in fact, Ephesians also tells us the priorities of marriage and family. And that's another podcast. But Ephesians 4.29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their, you just said it needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And speaking of unwholesome, that's kind of a fishing parallel, isn't it? Doesn't the word unwholesome mean? Unwholesome means smelly, rotten fish. Ugh. So. And. Have I ever told the story? Yes, you did about I, the tackle yeah, box. Yeah, but I'll tell it again. Okay, go ahead. Our When when uh, one of our twins was four years old, I took her fishing, and we we released the fish we catch. However, behind my back, she took a fish she caught, put it in my tackle box, closed the lid. I had no idea. We went home. It was in August. I'm talking about triple degree weather. And after a couple of days... The whole garage smelled so bad, I can't even describe and it, it to you. it was kind of a gradual yeah, thing. Like yeah, you could yeah. smell a it little worse something, and, worse and, and worse. then it's a little bit worse every day. And finally, we searched and searched, and we thought something maybe had died. Well, sure enough, something died, a fish in my tackle box. So whenever I see that, that word unwholesome, I think about that. And remember that 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 smell. And know. if we're not careful, we're not even aware of the smell. So don't small, smell up the marriage. Yeah, don't smell up the marriage with your communication. But we're not even aware of the small digs, the small um, criticisms that small it, digs they dig the marital grave. That's the small good. digs. It can. And and so you have to be attentive to how I communicate. I don't I shouldn't worry about how Ed's communicating to me. I've got enough to worry about how I'm communicating with him. Just recently, um, just to be very honest, we were... Um, I hope you're honest. I am honest. So uh, we were... I, Whenever someone says that, to be honest with you, I go, I go, wait a minute, so you've not been telling the truth and now you're telling the truth? 
Okay, so telling the truth, we have got two puppies, a Great Dane puppy and a Maltese puppy. The Great Dane puppy is growing at a rapid pace, and he is just precious but a little bit uncontrollable. So I bought this collar that's like a halter collar that Ed could use to train him and all of that. And so I was very frustrated with the dog because, of course, puppy stage, all those different things you know, it's just wreaking havoc in the house. And Ed was trying to put the collar on, and this thing was a contraption, like yeah. getting the paws in, getting the head and through. And this dog the is just a leviathan, you he's, know? He's huge. He's eight months old and weighs about 110 pounds. And so the more Ed would try, and the more I'm thinking, that's not how you do it. That's not how you do it. I got very critical. And Ed said, I talked to him in a snarky manner. You you said that to me. I you did. Said, you said, snarky. Lisa, you're being snarky. And I'm not sure what snarky means, like either. literally, but to me that day Kinda it like, meant I, think, like, I was snarky, stepping like, over. Nah, like, but okay. I was stepping over the edge in how I was speaking to That's him. Right. And it was making him feel like he wasn't smart, like he didn't know how to put the collar on, like, you know, I'm doing it all wrong. And just in that, I mean, how insignificant is putting a dog collar on a dog? But how I was communicating to you had everything to do with how you were perceiving that I feel about you. And so our words matter. They communicate how we feel about our spouse. And a lot of times we let stress or disappointment lead us into snarky conversation. Yeah, snarkyville. Using snarky words. Well, there, there's several ways we should communicate. One of the ways is we need to communicate, as you just said, we're talking about honesty, but we need to communicate truthfully. And the Bible says in Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love. And you can communicate truthfully, like how to put a dog collar on, but do it wrapped in kindness. Do it wrapped in love, as Ephesians says. And sometimes you're communicating things are a lot more serious, but communicate them in love and even set aside time for communication. That's why we're such huge believers in the date night. And a lot of people say, oh, a date night, that's just, you know, common, whatever. No, a date night is an oasis in the midst of your desert where you can actually bring attention to things that are going on in your marriage, your schedule, your your relationship, anything is is and that's mm-hmm. a great place, it's a safe place to talk about those things and to bring it forth in love. And, and truthfully, you, we have to be truthful, but we can't go over the edge and the ledge about truth. Some people are like, okay, if I just think it, I'll say it. And I, I can sometimes fall into that trap. I'm just gonna be truthful, you know, keep it real and all that. Yeah, I understand truth and we must speak the truth they're right that you have to speak the truth in the right tone and also during the right time and you don't just say everything you think yes and that leads us to the next one communicate yeah. with tenderness tenderly tlc tlc that tenderness is almost like the um, prerequisite it's almost like when you're gardening and you take the soil and the soil might be really hard on the surface but you till the soil and you make it soft by turning the soil over and over and that prepares it for a seed and so in communication sometimes we have to cut through that Mm -hmm. hard surface till the soil and make it 
receptive to the seed. And tenderness does that in communication. Most of the time, marital arguments sound like this. (laughs) And then finally, the husband will go, (laughs) Is it always the husband? Well, that's kind of the way it sounds. That's the way it sounds. Usually, usually. So then. So, so the other day, Lisa, I could tell you were kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought, okay, Proverbs 15, 1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but harsh words cause quarrels. So she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and I watched her go, wow, wow, wow. And it was, wow, wow, wow. So, so are you talking huh? about kind of diffusing? Yeah, diffusing. diffusing. We can diffuse one another. And that's that's right. how we help one another and help one another communicate. And then communicate in a timely manner. And yeah, that, so that truthfully, goes back. Truthfully, tenderly. And then timely. Tender. Yep. And so timely, timely goes back to almost, I think the date night fits into that, but also I'll use this illustration. So you Sundays, because you're a pastor, those are big days. I mean, really big days. And the days that you're putting into preparation, those are intense days. So I've tried to not deal with difficult issues or personal issues with you on and those days. And you've done a great job at that, Lisa. On those days. Let, I, I'll I try mean, to save it for yes. a time when there's less tension on you or and you're less 10 stress. times better than that than i am well thank you but but timing is yes. critical I me mean, timing when you're playing tennis timing when you're playing golf timing when you're lifting weights timing in the marriage timing right. for intimacy timing for communication and when you think about being uh communicating in a timely fashion it will help prevent you from just spewing off at your spouse just yeah. like Thinking Vomiting and saying, on that. yes, How about that? you're picking the right time. Ooh. Well, Lisa, this has been fun talking about talking about talking. You know, here's something good. When you think something good about your spouse, say it, spray it, wheel it, deal it, make them feel it. Okay? Say it like you mean it. Communication is an art. Communication takes a lifetime. And really, we'll communicate forever and ever. The Bible says that as we live with the Lord in heaven. But anyway, I want to end this one and say, I'm Ed. This is Lisa. This is a creative marriage podcast. Pick up our book called The Creative Marriage. You will absolutely love it. We teach you how to keep the art of love alive, no matter what age and stage, no matter what life throws at you. We'll see you next time on the EXO marriage platform.